The products discussed in this podcast are only available in the United States. Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2023 Von Nelson Mid-Cap Review Call. And with me today is Senior Portfolio Manager, Chad Ferguson. And with that, Chad, I will turn things over to you. All right. Thank you, Dan. So, Dan, for the last quarter, we had a solid performance. Uh, We had a negative return, uh, but that outperformed the benchmark. And uh, for us, over the last quarter, the the positioning was, uh, was conservative, right? And so what I mean by that is that we were overweight in you know, relatively stable uh, industries, things like utilities and healthcare. And uh, really, uh, for most of the last six months, uh, we have been very leery of a potential recession. Uh, we have been worried that um, all in all, equities uh, would have earnings declining. And of course, when earnings start declining, equity prices tend to go down. And so uh, we've, been, we've been on the lookout for that. Now, you could ask, exactly why we've been on the lookout for that, and then what's happened with that. Well, the why, I guess, is at least we'll mention. There have been many harbingers of recession over the last year. We've been uh, seeing interest rates increase. Of course, the Fed has been raising rates now for the last about 18 months. Uh, Those increases have, of course, uh, slowly and steadily fed through into the economy, slowing the economy down. This is the Fed's goal when they raise their rates. We have seen the yield curve invert, uh, meaning uh, the front end of the yield curve has higher rates than the back end, so two years higher than 10 years, for example. We've seen the curve begin to uninvert. That tends to be a signal of imminent recession. And we've seen leading indicators like manufacturing PMIs also indicate potential recession. So all these things have had us, if you will, a little bit worried, a little bit cautious, a little bit careful. And that's where we have been for uh, at least a, a good chunk of the last year. However, as companies reported their Q2 earnings in July, as they gave their forecast for how the year would end, overall actual earnings and full-year expectations have actually risen across, the, uh, across that reporting. So the reporting that happened for Q2 in this prior quarter that just finished, all of that led for earnings expectations for the entirety of 2023 to rise. So now we've begun to wonder for ourselves and begun to position for what we might call a rolling recession. We've seen some parts of the economy have trouble. We've seen some parts uh, potentially maybe completely go down through a bottom and start coming out the other side. We could say those have been troughing and potentially now we're improving. We've seen other things being very resilient. If you look at housing stocks, housing stocks have been surprisingly good over the last year. For example, on average, the housing stock index has been up over 20%, maybe over 25% so far this year. When rates rise, you might have expected, because mortgage rates are rising, that the housing stocks would be particularly hard hit. And they have been in past uh, cycles, so in past rate rising cycles. However, this time, not so much. So where we're positioned over the past uh, couple quarters has been in preparation for what we saw might be a general broad recession. As we look forward, we say, boy, we may end up in what we'll call a rolling recession. So what does that mean now, right? What does that mean we're doing as we position into the third, uh, into the, into the third quarter, into the fourth quarter? Well, so for example, we are seeing uh, some places where we see uh, what you might call green shoots. You might say, 
That part of the economy has probably bottomed and is maybe getting better. I'll give one example. If you look at semiconductor stocks, so the, the companies that make you know the semiconductors that go into computers, that go into servers, that power really uh, so many of the parts of the modern economy, those look like they are now probably troughing and can probably rise pretty well from here. So as we've been looking at where we might invest, as you know, we always pick individual stocks, but as we look at where those individual stock picks are going to be most positive, we want to find parts of the economy that we think are in general, going to be improving uh, as opposed to uh, in general declining. So, what does that mean? We're looking to do here in uh, in the fourth quarter, right? It's always the most interesting thing to ask ourselves: What now? So, uh, as I mentioned, we're looking at uh, areas where we can add. So, uh, we can add in technology. Uh, there are places um, in the last quarter, and maybe in this quarter, that we're adding in energy. Um, on the other hand, um, in the third quarter, uh, we sold uh, some utilities and some financials. The utilities and financials were under pressure because, broadly speaking, when interest rates were rising, when, say, let's say the, the U.S. 10-year um, the rate's rising, uh, that puts pressure on uh, utilities and financials, though it would tend to be most closely aligned uh, with that, uh, that U.S. 10-year rate. And so we've been uh, selling those down and looking at uh, technology names, names that can, uh, that can improve either because their cycle is improving or just because uh, they really don't have a lot of a cycle. We can say they're secular growth names. They're names that are going to grow somewhat no matter what happens. Um, in addition to technology, um, we put a name on uh, this last quarter in energy that we thought was particularly interesting. Uh, this is a company that can grow in the oil and gas space. We think it can grow within reason under any oil scenario. So the price of oil goes down to some much lower number from where it is today, let's say 50 or $60 a barrel. It stays in this kind of mid-80s range. It goes up to 100 We think in all those scenarios, this company can grow and can actually grow better, uh, better faster uh, than the industry grows. So that's what we look for, Dan. Uh, we look for things which we think can grow in the coming economic cycle, which can grow through the economic cycle we've got. Um, and uh, as always, that's what we'll continue to do here in the fourth quarter and beyond. Um, and that is it for the third quarter. Thank you, Chad. And we'll catch you again here soon. Important information. Standard performance is a percentage for Von Nelson Midcap Fund as of September 30th, 2023. Class A at NAV 3 month minus 4.36%. Year to date 0.61%. One year 10.58%. Three years 10.05%. Five years 4.71%. 10 years 6.25%. Class A with 5.75% maximum sales charge 3 month minus 9.85%, year to date minus 5.18%, 1 year 4.21%, 3 years 7.9%, 5 years 3.48%, 10 years 5.62%, Class Y 3 month minus 4.32%, year to date 0.75%, 1 year 10.81%, 3 years 10.32%, 5 years 4.98%, 10 years 6.51%, Russell Midcap Value Index 3 month minus 4.46%, year to date 0.54%, 1 year 11.05%, 3 years 10.98%, 5 years 5.18%, 10 years 7.92%, performance data listed represents past performance and is no guarantee of, and not necessarily indicative of, future results, total return and value will vary, and you may have a gain or loss when shares are sold, current performance may be lower or higher than quoted. 
for most recent month-end performance, visit imnatixis.com. Performance for other share classes will be greater or less based on differences in fees and sales charges. Performance for periods less than one year is cumulative, not annualized. Returns reflect changes in share price and reinvestment of dividends and capital gains, if any. Top 10 holdings for the Von Nelson Midcap Fund as of September 30, 2023. AutoZone, Inc. 4.4%. Syncora, Inc. 4.1%. East Group Properties, Inc. 3.5%. Republic Services, Inc. 3.4%. Performance Food Group Company 3.0%. Cassie International, Inc. 2.6%. Tyler Technologies, Inc. 2.5%, Vistracorp 2.4%, Maximus, Inc. 2.4%, Vulcan Materials Company 2.3%. The portfolio is actively managed and holdings are subject to change. There is no guarantee the fund continues to invest in the securities referenced. Gross expense ratio 1.21%, Class A share, 0.96%, Class Y share, net expense ratio 1.15%, Class A share, 0.90%. Class Y share. As of the most recent prospectus, the investment advisor has contractually agreed to waive fees and or reimburse expenses, with certain exceptions once the expense cap of the fund has been exceeded. This arrangement is set to expire on April 30, 2024. When an expense cap has not been exceeded, the gross and net expense ratios may be the same. Definitions of terms used in this material Russell Midcap Value Index is an unmanaged index that measures the performance of the midcap value segment of the U.S. equity universe. It includes those Russell Midcap Index companies with lower price-to-book ratios and lower forecasted growth values. S&P 500 Index is a widely recognized measure of U.S. stock market performance. It is an unmanaged index of 500 common stocks chosen for market size, liquidity, and industry group representation, among other factors. It also measures the performance of the large cap segment of the U.S. equities market. Alpha is a measure of the difference between a portfolio's actual returns and its expected performance. Given its level of systematic market risk, a positive alpha indicates outperformance and negative alpha indicates underperformance relative to the portfolio's level of systematic risk. Beta is calculated for the three-year period and represents the risk associated with the fund relative to market risks. For example, the market has a beta of 1.00, so if a fund has a beta of 0.85, it can be expected to be 15% less volatile than the overall market. Conversely, if a fund has a beta of 1.08, it can be expected to be 8% more volatile than the overall market. Von Nelson Midcap Fund risks U.S. equity equity securities are volatile and can decline significantly in response to broad market and economic conditions. Investments in small and mid-size companies can be more volatile than those of larger companies. Value investing carries the risk that a security can continue to be undervalued by the market for long periods of time. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit imnatixis.com or call 800-862-4863 for a prospectus or a summary prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully. The index information contained herein is derived from third parties and is provided on an as-is basis. The user of this information assumes the entire risk of use of this information. Each of the third-party entities involved in compiling, computing or creating index information disclaims all warranties, including, without limitation, any warranties of originality, accuracy, completeness, timeliness, non-infringement, mercantility and fitness for a particular purpose. With respect to such information, this material is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. There can be no assurance that developments will transpire as forecasted. Actual results may vary. The views and opinions expressed are as of October, 
2023, and may change based on market and other conditions. Natixis Distribution, LLC is a limited-purpose broker-dealer and the distributor of various registered investment companies for which advisory services are provided by affiliates of Natixis Investment Managers. Natixis Distribution, LLC Fund Distributor, Member FINRA, SIPC, and Von Nelson Investment Management, LP are affiliated. Pod 134 September. 2023 expiration date January 31st 2024 ad tracks 237781020 1